0: What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill study of Panthers Wire hit you guys back up here on a Tuesday after Week Two. It is Pro Football Focus Tuesday, as it were. We're going to take a look at the snap counts and the grades from Pro Football Focus to just kind of see a little more how the players did, or at least how Pro Football Focus graded them out. Of course, you guys can uh, you guys can take these grades. However you so choose, you know. But it's, it's always interesting just to kind of see how the folks over PFF graded them out. And of course, PFF helping us out here at the Lockdown Network. So nice to show them a little bit of love. Uh, remember, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti. That's R I C C E T T E. And follow my work over at Panthers Wire and Bengals Wire. Contribute a little little bit to both sites. So this week, of course, will be a bit of a fun week as. Of course, the two teams are playing each other Sunday afternoon in Carolina. And, of course, as the week goes on, we'll get you ready for that game. We talked a little bit about it on yesterday's episode, a little quick preview. We'll dig a little more as the week goes on. But this will be a little bit of a wrap-up, as it were, on uh, on Sunday's game against the Falcons. And just to kind of see how PFF looked at some of these players Uh, Overall and in different areas of the game. So we'll start with the offense. Uh, In total, there were 67 snaps run by the Panthers offense and six players played all 67 snaps. And you can pretty much figure who those six players were. They were obviously quarterback Cam Newton and the five offensive linemen, Taylor Moten, Tyler Larson, Greg Van Roten, Chris Clark, and Ryan Khalil. And then a couple of guys were pretty much just about at 100% as well. Devin Funches only missed one snap. He played 66 of the 67 snaps. Ian Thomas played 63 snaps. As Obviously, he's going to get a lot of work now with Greg Olson out for a few weeks. And Christian McCaffrey playing 63 snaps. Torrey Smith played 58 of the 67 snaps. And Jarius Wright played 44 snaps, and then it was down from there, essentially your backups. Uh, DJ Moore played 17 snaps. Chris Manhurts, 13 snaps. CJ Anderson, 8 snaps, although CJ Anderson, of course, did get the first carry of the game. So he's actually marked as a starter when looking at the PFF grades. And then fullback Alex Arma also with 3 snaps. So 15 players got in on the action on offense, as you can kind of start to see how the uh, how the Panthers are moving along on offense. Though uh, I've noticed a couple people talking about it too, uh, how the, how the Panthers should use DJ Moore a little bit more, and you expect they they probably will as the season goes on. You know, he's still kind of getting his feet wet as an NFL player, but I would imagine as the season goes on, he's going to get more snaps and get more experience and he'll fit right in, in this offense. You can already see he's pretty comfortable in the limited action that he's had so far. I mean, last week, obviously he found the end zone on a a big play that kept the Panthers hopes alive in this one. So uh, definitely would be nice to kind of utilize him as more, but it, it shows that the Panthers have, um, four wide receivers now that I think they can rely comfortably on. And then, you know, Demir Bird and Curtis Samuel, when they get back from injury, uh, we'll see how they fit in the offense. They're more kind of a return specialists at this point in the game, but especially someone like Samuel, when he gets healthy, it'll be interesting to see what kind of role he plays in the offense. Because you saw him involved a little bit in the offense during the preseason, So we'll see if they kind of continue that as as the regular season goes on and as he gets a little bit healthier. If we look at the grades, uh, speaking of DJ Moore, he was actually the highest graded offensive player at an 86.4. He graded out with an 83.7 in the passing game, 63.1 in the run game, and 53.9 53.9 in run blocking, so, you know, and we know his uh, his his passing skills and his passing game are really his forte, so, nice to see him get a, a good grade, again, in, in limited action, so again, take it as you will in just 17 snaps, but I think we're already starting to see that DJ Moore is pretty much as advertised And again, as he gets more experience and gets more comfortable in this offense, he'll be, I think, a legitimate threat to opposing defenses. Uh, Next on the list was actually Taylor Moten at a 77.7, in fact, graded out with the highest pass-blocking grade for the Panthers at an 86.2, as he continues to uh, just be very impressive through the first two games of the season. And he also got a 75.1 in run blocking, so still a solid grade there. So through two games, Taylor Moten uh, has been playing very well, which, again, I've I've said it many times, makes me happy because um, I'm not going to pat myself on the back. I'm just going to say that I'm excited for Moten because I've said he can be a very good player. I'm glad that he's proving it, and it's easing the pain a bit of, the Panthers losing their two starting offensive tackles. And like we've discussed before, this kind of you know, it's essentially the future is the future is now type scenario. And, and what I mean by that is we know Taylor Moton was eventually going to take over at likely one of the tackle positions with Dare Williams in the contract year and his status up in the air. And you f- you figure they're probably gonna move on from Matt Khalil's contract. At some point. And with. With Moulton now having to jump right in. And get some playing time. And playing as well as he did. That could uh, kind of speed up the process. Of moving on from Matt Khalil. Um, I think I discussed on here. And I know I wrote about it. That the Panthers would actually save some cap space. If they were to make Matt Khalil. A post June 1st cut in 2019 they would actually lose cap space i think about two million dollars if they were to cut him before june 1st so if they wait or well we've also seen players get cut early but designated as a post june 1st cut so if that's the direction the panthers decide to go in it would save them some cap space and essentially lock continue to lock in moton as the tackle of now and the future so again good good to see moton playing as well as he is Um, in in such a quick amount of time and, you know, essentially being thrust right in there, almost thrown to the wolves. Cam Newton was next with a 72.3, graded out 71.1 in the uh, passing game. And then Christian McCaffrey, 70.9. He also had a high pass blocking grade at 83.3. So it's not just his running game and his pass catching skills, but... Uh, as he showed in, in Sunday's game, it's his pass blocking ability as well, so really starting to see the benefits, or the I should, probably better term would be the return on investment of your top 10 pick in Christian McCaffrey. And then rounding out the top 5 in grades was Jarius Wright at a 69.8, uh, 68.8 grade in the past. 59.4 and run blocking and then just running through the rest of the grades real quick. Devin Funches had a 69 and a half Ryan Khalil, 68.4, Chris Clark, 57.9. So kind of a average day for him, at least in the eyes of PFF in his Panthers debut. Uh, Tyler Larson, 57.3, Greg Van Roten, 54.3, Torrey Smith, 53.7, Alex Arma, 50.9, Chris Manhurts, 50.1, Ian Thomas, 44.8. That's because they actually graded him out very poorly in run blocking at 31.5, but he did get a 74.4 in pass blocking, so at least there's that to hang his hat on. And then C.J. Anderson, a 31.6, so an ugly day grade-wise for C.J. Anderson, uh, graded just a 22 in the past game and 57.9 in the run game so you know overall it's it obviously kind of balances out it, it's essentially a bell curve as a lot of these grades are going to be but again nice to see some of the young guys like Moore like Moten even McCaffrey uh, as the best players on this offense I mean these are the players you kind of expect to be your best players, it's nice to see that it's actually in effect. So that's a look at the offense. Uh, we'll come back, talk a bit about the defensive players. But, of course, before we do that, I want to thank one of our great sponsors here at the Lockdown On Network. Uh, they've been with us for a while, so i just continue to thank them. And that, of course, is MyBookie.com. Listen, guys, you know, a lot of people always ask me, uh, who I'm betting on this week and you know who who I think is gonna win and usually it's tough for me to make the call uh, obviously I I like to make the picks on Fridays we essentially have like the my bookie Fridays but as you guys know it's tough to make picks but an easy pick to make is the site that you guys will make your bets with and that's my bookie they' They are your best bet this season when it comes to laying down some cash and winning big because when you win, they pay, and they are very quick with your payments when you win. They're one of the fastest, really, in the business in terms of getting you your winnings. Uh, so I would only recommend a service to my listeners. that has been good to me, so that's why my bookie is the way to go. They've got live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and you can bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So, listen up. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar $4. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate this offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim your bonus. MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. So as we flip the script over now to the defense, kind of a summary of the defensive snaps played. So in total, there were 63 snaps for the defense, and four players played all 63 snaps. And that was James Bradbury, Shaq Thompson, Luke Keekley, and Mike Adams. Then it was 51 snaps for Mario Addison, 47 snaps for Wes Horton, 43 for Dante Jackson, 39 for K1 Short, 37 for Dontari Poe, 36 for Captain Munderland, 29 for Denor Circe. as of course he left with the uh, concussion issues. So Rashawn Galdon, of course, stepped in. He ended up playing 28 snaps. David Mayo, 27 snaps. Because, of course, the Panthers were mixing it up as all again between your 4-3 look and your nickel look. Vernon Butler, 22 snaps. Kyle Love, 22 snaps. Corn Elder played 20 snaps. Julius Peppers with only 19 snaps. But, you know, he's, he's still a guy that could be effective, even limited snaps. Uh, Marquise Haynes played 15 snaps in his first game. And Colin Jones also got some looks at free safety playing six snaps grade wise top dog. There was Mario Addison with a 78. So that means DJ Moore was the highest graded overall player, at least on offense and defense uh, for the Panthers, but a 78 for Mario Addison, but a 90.6 grade in run defense. And, you know, We've seen Addison just be a top dog like that before, so really, really not a surprise, but uh, still just a, a fantastic raid, uh, especially considering how, how effectively Atlanta ran the ball on Sunday. So uh, a good look there for Addison. Then it was K-1 short with a 75.6. Uh, 67.1 run defense, 69.4 in tackling, and a 72.9 in pass rush. And they were actually the only two Panthers to grade, or at least Panther defenders, to grade above 70. Uh, and then handful of guys with at least a 60 is Corn Elder with a 68.8, Captain Munderland 68.6, Julius Pepper 68.2, Cersei 67.4, Jones 65.6. Poe 64-6, Luke Keekley 61-1, Mike Adams 60.5. And I'm going to say something that I know people are probably going to dismiss just because, A, it's Luke Keekley and B, some will say because it's pro football focused. But Keekley graded just a 29.5 in tackling. I mean, again, take that for what it's worth. You know, he is – though he was – he was actually credited with four missed tackles, which led the team. So he not only led the team in tackles with eight, but he was also credited with four missed tackles, which led to such such a low grade. But in 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 a sense, effectively hurt his overall grade. Um, but listen, we know Keekley was out there. Playing well, he had a lot of big stops, so yeah, I, I think that's just one of those numbers you can kind of dismiss a little bit, but nonetheless, it is there. Uh, and again, Mike Adams, sixty point five, that rounded out the top ten. Rashawn Galden with a fifty eight point uh, eight, but did also include seventy nine point eight in tackling, sixty four point five in coverage, so not too bad. Dante ja- Dante Jackson, fifty seven point five. Uh, 81.2 in tackling, which included, of course, that nice stop he had after I believe it was Edo Smith made him look pretty silly, but Jackson used his speed to catch up and make the tackle. Kyle Love, 54.2. David Mayo, 51.7. Uh, also graded out worse than keekley in tackling with a 29.3. James Bradbury with a 46. Vernon Butler, 43.3. Shaq Thompson, a 43.1 which included a 39.9 grade in coverage, uh, but did score 77.2 in tackling. West Horton, 42.4, and then Marquise Haynes with a 29.5 overall defensive grade, including a 30.1 in run defense. But the thing is, run defense was never really Haynes' strength. We knew going in, and, and you know, if you, if you watch the kid in college and kind of figured the situation with the Panthers. You knew he was going to be more of a, a pass rush specialist anyway because of his size. Uh, and speaking of which, he did get a 52.6. So um, I'm not really going to worry about that low run defense grade because that's not really... you know with the, with the way he fits in this rotation, he's not really going to be a guy that is going to be all that effective in the run game. He's, he's going to be... Uh, a situational pass rusher. So there's room for him to grow there. So, again, I'm not really too concerned, especially with this being... Uh, this was really his first game action, so I'm not going to not gonna dog him for that. So I'm not overly concerned. But th- those are the grades for the 19 defenders that saw the field for the Panthers. Uh, so we'll take one more break. Uh, we'll actually... Take a quick look, too, at a couple players and where they rank overall by PFF. But before we get into that, I want to thank, of course, our other great sponsor here at the network right now. And that, of course, is Vivid Seats. A lot of you guys I know are dying to get to some uh, live, to panther games in person or even concerts, whatever the case may be. Well, Vivid Seats has a great offer for you guys to... Get those tickets to the place you love and save yourself a little bit of money. So listen up. Uh, Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. And to make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play. And download the Vivid Seats app. Use the promo code On to save $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, and get $20 off your orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. So, we'll wrap things up here by just looking at a couple of players and where they rank overall by PFF in a couple of stats. We'll start with Cam Newton. So, through two games, he's got an overall grade of 77.4, uh, he's got a grade of 74 in the past. 72.6 in the run, uh, 85.5 in fumbles. Uh, he's already taken five snap or five sacks, excuse me. Uh, has a QB rating of 96.9, so he's 11th right now in overall offensive grade. So not too bad, just barely behind Andrew Luck, who has a 77.9. So just outside of the top 10. Uh, not too surprising. The top two quarterbacks right now are really the two guys that have dominated the scene through the first two weeks, and that's Ryan Fitzpatrick with a 98.8 and Patrick Mahomes with a 93.5. I mean, not really too surprising since these two these two quarterbacks also lead lead the NFL right now in passing touchdowns. Mahomes, of course, has 10 passing touchdowns. Fitzpatrick has eight. So not a, uh, not a huge surprise that they're, they're the top guys right now uh, in overall grade as well as uh, passing grade. Uh, run game, though, Cam Newton is tied for second with Ryan Tannehill at 72.6. But surprisingly enough, a quarterback that isn't Nowhere near known for his running game at all anymore. Tom Brady is actually number one right now in in the run game at a 77.8. Uh, very interesting to say the least, but uh, nonetheless, Cam Newton is up there. Uh, by the way, Lamar Jackson is actually number four in the run game, even though he's only played um, – a very limited amount of snaps. Obviously, he's—I mean—he's really only played the one game. I don't because I don't even think he played that much uh, against the the Bengals. He played a little bit in Week One against the Bills because uh, he has been credited with six dropbacks, one of four for 24 yards. But uh, nonetheless, he is up there. Uh, look, look at some other grades real quick too. Actually, doing this kind of. On the fly. So let's let's look at Newton too in terms of under pressure. So if we look right now at the list of and and they have them ranked by a number of dropbacks when under pressure. And actually, Cam Newton is tied for 19th in that list with 25 dropbacks under under pressure. So that's actually it's actually good to see. He's pretty low on that because this is actually one of those – and that's a credit to the offensive line because this is one of those lists where uh, the higher you are, that means obviously the more pressure you're under. So your offensive line hasn't been doing too well. So it's really not too surprising to looking at it that the uh, the top two quarterbacks are Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, as Houston and Seattle have arguably the two worst offensive lines right now in the league in fact Russell Wilson has already been sacked 12 times this season uh but at least in terms of like starting quarterbacks Wilson is second with a 36.4 sack percentage in terms of percentage of dropbacks where the quarterback was sacked the only quarterback that's been sacked on a higher percentage of dropbacks is Ryan Tannehill at a 38.5 and then in that case, Cam Newton is actually well. He's ranked 16th because the top two are actually Deshaun Kaiser and Nathan Peterman. But um, we'll kind of throw throw those two guys out because Kaiser has only only played that little bit in place of Kaiser, or in place of Rogers. Peterman, of course, has already been benched. Uh, so if if you take him out, and if you take Lamar Jackson, who's also on this list, that still puts Cam Newton 14 with a uh, just a 20 percent sack percentage so again credit to the offensive line there for kind of keeping cam newton clean a little bit uh and and actually let's look at kept clean so this in terms of how quarterbacks perform when the pocket is kept clean uh newton is actually pretty low on this list as well uh or did I skip him? Oh, no, I'm sorry. There he is. He's actually middle of the pack right now. He's 15th on this list. Uh, so in terms of dropbacks with a clean pocket, uh, he's actually thrown, as I look at this key here, he's only thrown away two passes. Under, or Actually, I'm sorry. He, he hasn't thrown away any passes in the clean pocket, uh, but he has had three on-target passes dropped by the receivers uh, And the... So overall, he's 43 of 55 for 425 yards uh, in terms of a clean pocket. Uh, so again, middle middle of the pack there. Ben Roethlisberger has actually seen the most clean pocket dropbacks with 83. He's 51 of 81 for 607 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. By the way, Cam Newton's also thrown three touchdowns with a clean pocket. So through two weeks, at least in terms of the offensive line and the way Cam Newton's been throwing the ball, that's that's a good testament. That's uh that's very good. And then uh we'll also look real quick well let's look real quick too at the uh at some of the Panthers, how they compare with the offensive line. So if we look at this real quick. So in terms of overall offensive grades, essentially kind of combining pass blocking and run blocking among all linemen. Uh, the highest-rated Panther right now is Taylor Moten, who was tied for 26th with Titans guard Quentin Spain at a 79 or 73.9. Uh, he's actually only been credited so far with one hurry and one pressure allowed, which is very good. So I believe... Because I think that one pressure was in Week One, so I believe that means he didn't, he hasn't he wasn't credited at all with a pressure in Week Two. So it just continues to show how good he's been doing. Um, and just running through, he's actually uh, Moten's actually the only guy among the top 50 in terms of overall grades. By the way, just real quick, some top. The top guys right now, Ali Marpet, the Bucs guard at 83.9. Andrew Whitworth, Rams tackle, 82.4. Charles Leno Jr., the Bears tackles at an 80.8. And Jason Kelsey, 80.1 of the Eagles. And Chiefs tackle Jordan Devy, 79.9. So that's the top five right now. Uh, but, again, good to see Moten uh, just, just outside the – Top 50, and then Darrell Williams is 73rd with a 64.9. Ryan Khalil, 75th right now with a 64.6. And then Van Roten, 60.1, is 123rd. Corey Robinson is uh, tied for 125th at a 60. And then Chris Clark is 57.9, ranks him 100 and 47 so that's where a few of the Panthers right now rank in terms of and again this is all offensive linemen so but they're all they're all the guys right now within the top 150 Uh, again Taylor Moten the only one in the top 50 so that's kind of a look at some of the grades and where some of the players stand right now so we'll wrap it up there Uh, as always appreciate you guys listening uh Love coming on and talking football with you guys. Again, follow me on Twitter at bill underscore Setti. That's R I C C E T T E. Uh, so hit me up on Twitter with some questions, comments, all that good stuff. Uh, and check out, of course, all the great stuff we're doing here at the Locked On network with the college game and the fantasy football. So we're always expanding here at the network. So just, uh, keep checking us out and keeping tabs on what we're doing. So until next time, uh, Again, hopefully we'll be able to get the crossover Wednesday. But either way, we'll you know just keep continuing to get you guys ready for Sunday's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. So enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. We'll see you next time right here on L.O.P.